It starts with an idea, then it's all about action. We're asking the hustlers, the action dreamers, the entrepreneurs, how to make it all possible. But this is all about keeping it real. Not everything is picture perfect, and we want to know about the struggle and the many sleepless nights that it takes to bring a business to life. They say we learn through our mistakes. Well, we're asking the experts so you don't have to. This is commercial free. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Commercial Free Podcast. Today, I have my good friend Johnny on, and he's from the UK, and which is pretty amazing that uh, we're able to do a podcast with a giant ocean in between us. And uh, we're going to bring some really awesome value today about podcasting. So, Johnny, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, of course. And thank you for having me on today, Stephen. I um, I get the opportunity to speak to many people internationally. So uh, whether that's clients, whether that's networking, whether it's, uh, you know, fellow fellow friends and communities like yourself. Um, but yeah, it's uh, basically what what I've got at the moment is I also have a podcast. It's called the, the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset. Um it's it's something I've been doing for a couple of years and I really, really enjoy it, being able to reach a number of people. Uh, as, as you might be able to tell by the sound or the name of it, it's about self-confidence and really helping people um, get out of things like imposter syndrome, self-doubt, and really have that belief in themselves to go after what they want, something I used to be hugely challenged with. And as we go through life, you can always always come up with new challenges, right? So uh, I always, I'd never like people holding themselves back but uh, alongside that I've been a coach um, I, I've written seven books as well so I'm an author um, and yeah generally you know love the personal growth space done a lot of Tony Robbins I'm a big Tony Robbins guy um, I also do a lot of Joseph McClendon stuff one of his business partners and various things like that but yeah recently I've actually switched to podcasting at podcast coaching and really sharing as much with people wanting to get their podcasts out there and reach more people as I can. So uh, that's a little bit about me. Hopefully that's given uh, the listeners today a little bit of insight into who I am and what I'm aiming to do. Yeah, no, thank you for that little background about yourself. The What really stood out to me was you wrote seven books. That's that's really impressive. And like, what was your first book about? Uh, it's a, that's a great question because it was a bit of a journey really that got me into personal growth. So for me, my first book was actually the first couple of books. I'm just looking at them now; they're behind me. But uh, my first three books, um, I started when did I start about like five years ago, were about children's fiction, and that's because I always loved writing as a kid. I always loved you know imagination, and one day I just thought I'd get my creative flow going out. Um, I've just I just turned thirty one couple of days ago but uh happy birthday oh thank you but this is when i was about 25 i think so yeah six six years ago now but i i basically just thought i want to write some books i started writing these books and it just came natural i just i was really you know just easy and flow and writing books so i went through writing a few books and I sort of um, got to a point where I really wanted a, a coach or a mentor to help me really build my writing skills or, or kind of get my book out there a little bit more rather than the writing skills. 
And so I got one, but she was also, I still, I still work with her to this day. She's also very spiritual and I'm not massively spiritual, but I'm getting more into it now, particularly in the last six months. Um, but yeah, she was a life coach as well. So she really got me thinking about what is it I wanted to do in life. And that's what I guess got me into the whole personal growth space. And I realized that I had been incorporating it into my life. Uh, but not really recognizing it and I always loved it so then I became obsessed with the whole area and my latest two books are personal growth books so yeah I kind of went from children's fiction to mental health actually because I had a friend who's got borderline personality disorder and he asked me to write two books on it Um, so I kind of done this transition from children's fiction from my crazy imagination Uh, I'm very random so that kind of fits in quite well uh, to the mental health space to the personal growth space so yeah that that's kind of uh my writing journey a little bit oh yeah thank you for sharing that i'm sure like like you you've said with your friend that he believes he has a mental personality disorder i'm sure he was able to get value and like you said as long as you can get someone who uh gets value from it i'm sure you just feel accomplished already yeah absolutely and um he was really really grateful and you know for me it was it's more just i just love writing and creating stories and it's also you know really good uh, awareness for me having um obviously not experienced borderline personality disorder and i was like wow you go through this um and obviously i'm never gonna know what exactly goes on in his head or anyone who struggles with it um but it was like, wow, you you know, you must be doing amazing. You must, well, I knew he was an amazing guy to kind of go through it every day. And yeah, it just felt rewarding when he was so grateful. Like, I seriously appreciate it. But for me, it's just like, it's the fun in loving what you do, writing a book uh, whilst creating a message. And that's when I started writing more. And I'm, I'm kind of more focusing on podcasting, obviously, at the moment and videos. I realized that's, that's my, my core thing. Um, even as a kid, you uh, sort of realize I love jumping on videos and stuff like that. But um, yeah, just like combining stories with messages, really. So yeah, it did feel very fulfilling and rewarding to do something like that. Thank you for sharing that. So like on the topic of like rewarding and fulfilling, was that the inspiration for you to go out and start your own business about podcasting and just uh, becoming a, a one-on-one coach and just helping people in general? Yeah, so so for me, what got me into the whole coaching space was I was with that mentor, that coach, uh, Shannon. Her name is Brilliant Brilliant Woman. She's actually a really top-selling author as well. Um, and she sort of focuses on the happiness, the the wellness, wellness kind of area. Uh, one of the happiest people I've ever met. So it's always good to kind of learn from someone like that. Or as Jim Rohn says, success leaves clues. So kind of hanging out with people who who are kind of something you'd like to experience is always good. So anyway, sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent there. but No, you're good. <laughs> but basically, she, when I started working with her, I, I was kind of exploring a little bit. And, you know, her question was, what, you know, what else might you like doing? And I said, well, you know, I always thought about making a YouTube channel. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to make a YouTube video. And, you know, I, I had this imposter syndrome, this, would I be good enough? But I was very general sort of personal growth then. And then... I also thought, she also thought, you know, some people are coaches. I went, oh, I've never thought about that. Maybe I'll try it. So I went to this open day in the UK for something called the Coaching Academy, uh, which is one of the top Europe. There's always a debate whether UK's Europe at the moment or not. But um, 
basically what are Europe's top training providers. So I started exploring that a little bit. And yeah, and then I got into this general personal growth life coaching space. But then I was like, right, what, you know, it's still quite general, the whole, you know, the whole personal growth stuff. And I thought, what area do I really want to focus on? And during that year, I was also going through some quite challenging times that really brought out a lot of insecurities, a lot of confidence challenges. And and that happens as you grow as well. The more you grow, you know, the more you're coming out of your comfort zone and therefore these things are going to pop up and for me um i i then kind of got to a real low point that i was like i'm going to do everything i can to build my self-esteem and confidence because it is not good and i'm not standing this anymore there was you know some dating stuff there was some career stuff that kind of knocked me down really um and therefore i just and then i realized that confidence was my my focus there and i started talking about it later that year the podcast came after but bizarrely became my most popular thing by far uh just from how i learned it and i was able to share and people were reaching out and i realized this was my area and that's why uh when people different stories reach out and say oh thank you so much it's you know it's a really rewarding thing now I've been doing the the confidence and the one-to-one for, you know, a good year and a half, couple of years. And, but then I started realizing that the question I'm getting from people more and more is, how do I start a podcast? How do I grow a podcast? And often it's really people are over, like life in general. And I, I do this as well. We, we overcomplicate stuff. Um, and, it, and it's a shame because it really stops us going out there, share it, whether this is podcast or not, but sharing our message, being who we are. And then I realized, you know, I really want to help people launch their podcast and grow it. And often we think we've got to get all this fancy technology, do all these like adverts and, you know, all these things. But, you know, for me, what what's really helped it's just value, 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 and thinking about who you're helping and consistency. So that's what I'm really looking to do now is really help people get their podcast out there and then grow it as a result. That's amazing because I remember when I first started my podcast because I started uh, July of last year, no, June of last year, actually. Awesome. And it was a mission to try and go out and find stuff. So it like I had a Google youtube and eventually found anchor because I, I think that was like one of the biggest challenges was to figure out how to get my podcast out there so using anchor was a huge win for me just because it was free and the- love anchor and then yeah because and then it puts it on spotify apple podcasts and it just made it so much more enjoyable so like how did the self-esteem and confidence mindset podcast initially start because i remember you said you got into like the whole personal development is that kind of where it started for you and then just wanted to share your story yeah so i'll be honest at the start it wasn't i didn't call it the the self-esteem and confidence mindset it was more kind of like general i i uploaded all the things i had on youtube at first and at the beginning i i was you know and 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 never you know look at your numbers for your significant think about what you're giving in terms of contribution but at the beginning i you know i was getting five ten plays an episode you know just friends and family really and you know if you're i was there for you know a little while 
So, but I just kept doing it because I love sharing the message and I, I was just consistent. But the whole self-esteem and confidence was kind of, yeah, as you kind of were touching on it, it was from experience. And I realized when I had the odd episode about self-confidence that people were really responding to it. And I realized like what people were saying on social media in general, I could see in groups, um, you know, people were struggling with that challenge. And I realized... You know, I and it, you feel like a bizarrely. You feel well, not bizarrely, but you you feel like you're going to be a bit of an imposter talking about confidence because you're not the most confident person in the world. But you know, you got to be really clear what what you mean by confidence first of all when you look at it. But you realise, you know, you've you've come on your own journey and someone else is always behind you, um, and they could do with your help. So. Um, for me, I just realized it was an, an in-demand thing and I wanted to like sort of niche down on that a little bit. And obviously I do bring in various subjects that I think people need as well. Uh, but generally I, I try and deliver what people want and that's the, the confidence area. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So um, like the confidence area is, is huge, like you said, because if you don't have the confidence, you can't uh, step out of your comfort zone. So what, how long did did it take you to step out of your comfort zone to like post that first podcast? Because for me, I remember editing my own voice for the first time and I cringed and it didn't get posted for like a month and a half. And then it was like at one point I got to hit post and just publish. So like, what was that like for you? So with the podcast, I, I'd i say it wasn't a huge... Now, there is obviously there was a point where it was a struggle, but the, the main one was getting out on YouTube, actually, because I've done YouTube, I, therefore the podcast was less less of a challenge. Um, and, and, you know, with the podcast, I just started off by uploading my YouTube as audio files. It's really, again, and the beauty of Anchor, it's so simple. Just take a video file, bang, it's done. Um but I, I realized my first YouTube video, I just talk absolute nonsense for the first five minutes. So that's yeah. my most popular podcast episode. So I've had to put a note at the beginning. No, this is <laughs> five minutes of non. I'm talking about the T-shirt I'm wearing at the beginning. And that's, you know, not value to the listener. Um, but yeah, for me, it was about... Um, like my first YouTube video, for example, was like I, I I was talking through my coach. It was like it was like fear, but masked. It was it was like oh yeah, you know, I'm just gonna do a bit more like speaking exercises and learn a bit more, and you know, which is masking fear. Basically, it's procrastination, which is procrastinations often. Uh, masking fear and it was masking fear basically of like uh, what if someone dislikes me um, uh, and things like that so I think I think just like anyone listening and you just shared obviously uh, my voice and things like that um, I think I, I'm, I'm so used to it now but obviously if I've not heard my voice for a while if I hadn't heard my voice for a while or suddenly it's a shock it's like yeah I don't like no, like most people if not all people I've met like don't like the sound of their own voice they're like you know highly charismatic people are always listening and that's again it's consistency do but yeah for me I, I did have a level of procrastination but what got me through it was like as simple as this sounds like there's a book called feel the fear and do it anyway and that is basically that concept like you don't become more confident until you do do it and the confidence i, I quoted this on my social media the other day but um 
confident it goes confident action first confident feeling second meaning you don't actually feel the confidence until you do it sometimes now if it's too big a jump like if you were nervous about making a 20 minute podcast for example make a one minute one like even just start off with a minute or a couple of minutes um, because that's a smaller jump. So I always say that if the jump's too big, take the smaller jump first and then that'll build momentum and confidence. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that because I remember like it really does come down to the confidence because I wasn't confident at all in the way I produced my podcast in the beginning. So, but then like once you took those baby steps and got there, uh, it was so much easier and then you just become more comfortable with it over time and then you got to get uncomfortable trying different styles of like interviewing and podcasting so that was a lot of fun so like what do you like most about the podcast industry today um what i love about it is that people haven't really got a it delivers people like you know good valuable information to listen to which you know they don't necessarily need to spend extra time and you know you could be going to obviously with covid it's less and less but you could be traveling to work or you could be working um and you could be listening to a podcast so what i love about it is it's so accessible and um as tony robbins talks about you've got prime time which is where you have to like schedule some time in to like you know do some learning but you've got any NET, which is no extra time so that you could be doing something like working out or working like i said uh traveling and actually what you're doing is you're 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 listening to a podcast so that's what i love about it and i also love that there's so many different areas of um expertise that you can you can get access to as well um which is really really free free great value from other people and uh, I suppose I'm saying free things, but I love I love connecting with as many people like like we are today and meeting different experts uh, and having experts on my show. Um, I had a brain health expert on the other day, and it was just like people need to look at their brain health. I was just like I was so like I just wanted that expert on because you can do the mindset stuff, the psychology. But if you've not, if you're not using having the right, you know, supplements, the right minerals, the right vitamins into your brain, it's not going to last. And you know, getting someone who's an expert in that area, I've had experts on sleep. I've had, I even had like someone on like porn addiction, which you know, some people can might be able to relate to and listen to. So, getting all sorts of different area um, experts across the world is like a really, really good benefit. But yeah. I'd say in summary, the two things are um, being able to listen on the go. Love that. Like take the information in. That's what the podcast industry allows you to do. And being able to get such a range of different experts across the world to share their message. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And like, you know, like when I first started um, podcasting, like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to help people all around the world. And... I had no idea how I was going to do it. But today, look, you're, I think I interviewed Luke. I'm, I'm sure you know who Luke is, Luke Annings. Yeah. So I interviewed him. So he was like the first international uh, person that I interviewed. And then uh, you today. So it's like pretty amazing how like you can set out to do something without actually knowing how to do it and then just figure it out along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Luke, Luke was on mine as well. And even though I was dominantly focusing on confidence at the time, and he's a confidence coach, like that's the same area, but we're like completely different. Like we're, 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 you know, good friends. Actually, we live very, weirdly, we live very closely to each other and never met either. Like out of the 
our whole community like we live 45 minutes in the UK whilst everyone else is like over the pond but yeah Luke's, Luke's like you know he's got a completely different story completely different experience from me like you know he's he's very I'm, I'm very like strategic and things like that obviously I, w- I will always listen to and understand someone's challenge before giving them and you know Luke you know he's very you know open and like vulnerable and just yes. really real good like empathy not that I haven't got empathy in those kind of things but you know we, we've got completely different styles mm-hmm. um, I'm very Joseph McClendon sort of like trained like right this is a strategy and that's you know and it does work for my clients but you know it's you've got different within different like sorry within the same like niche sometimes you can have completely different perspectives and different approaches so um, yeah I've had Luke on mine as well that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I I started listening to that podcast. I had to finish it. And the, from what you guys were talking about, it, it was just incredible to see uh, like a different perspective on confidence and just how you can like rewire your brain a little bit. So like, what was the toughest part for you like about starting a new podcast? Yeah, great question. It's it's really there's like like anyone would go through it. It's kind of like, how how do I start? Um, there's kind of like the overwhelm how do I start Um, how do I grow Um, that's always a question because you're like we're bombarded with information left right and centre these days and I think that that can hold us back so it's kind of like what I start with um, and and that was that's probably the biggest challenge for me really okay Um, but then when I got into the flow of it it just (laughs) uh, you know it, it was quite comfortable so yeah, I'd say for me, it's like the technology, how do I start and then how do I scale from here? That that probably be my biggest challenge. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I saw on your LinkedIn, like you have over 500,000 downloads, which is amazing. Then you have, you're like within the top 100%, no, top one and a half percent of podcasting and then just Apple's like top 100. So like what were some key lessons that helped you to get to that point? Yeah, of course. So I, I, I'll keep going on about it, but like consistency, um, consistency is key. Like as simple as it sounds, most of us won't do it. Like um, there's a difference between intellectually knowing something and actually doing it as well. Because um, like, you you know, it's, for example, if, if you say to someone to lose weight, they, they often know what they've got to do, but, you know, we can't do it. But it's actually, and I won't go into the whole psychology of all these different examples, but the there's consistency. Like, basically, people want to see, like, oh, I've just launched a podcast. If I had this attitude of, I've just launched a podcast, oh, it's getting, like, five plays, ten plays an episode. Oh, I'll give up now after, like, a month. Like, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um but consistently posting, you know, podcasts. And I'd say to anyone listening, a minimum of two episodes a week, minimum, um, just because that's consistency. Um, you know, some it one's okay. Obviously, it's better than nothing, of course, but I'd say a minimum of two. I do, I do five personally. I was doing three. Five per week, wow. <laughs> yeah um yeah that was um that was a conversation with actually a podcast expert and I, I joined a program to get into it and he's he's like one of the top podcasters of the world but really great guy actually um i talked to uh john lee dumas um but basically i'd say yeah consistency is key um the other thing is be very 
like I talked about earlier as well, what people are looking for and 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 trying to deliver value on that. So not you know not creating something that no one's looking for. You need to have. And the need, the sweet spot is what people are looking for, but also what what is like resonates with you and you feel passionate about. When you can get that sweet spot, that is awesome. And I've seen, you know, for me, it was, you know, I was very passionate about helping people with their confidence because of my challenges. But also people wanted that, like people were looking for that. So that's what really had the, the sweet spot. Now, I've seen it when... Um, and I've, I've just recently delivered, I've got some free training available on this where I go into it a little bit. But you've got, um, you know, sometimes someone creating something that people want, but they just don't enjoy it. And therefore, they're not going to stick with it. Like, for example, people want financial advice, people want tax advice and stuff like that. But like, I wouldn't talk about tax or financial advice, even though actually I am actually I do enjoy it to some extent. Weirdly, but um, so do I, which yeah, is pretty, uh, which is pretty awesome. cool. <laughs> fellow fellow uh, finance, yeah, <laughs> uh, me. But yeah, um, but yeah, I wouldn't make a podcast like constantly on it because I'm not that passionate about it. But I've also seen like someone. And it's great in in one way that people will create a podcast on something they're really passionate about. They'll call it a creative name or whatever, but nobody's looking for it. <laughs> so it it needs to be a balance. Like people always say, go with like your gut feeling. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, you need to make sure what your uh, creating's in demand. And you know find a way of you know make it searchable that it is in demand so like i'm a also i've got a neuro encoding specialist um qualification where oh, i really wow. help people change their psychology now i i don't create stuff about neuro encoding because people are what's that don't make sense i just ignore it but it is about making you happier and more confident so if i you know advertise my programs and episodes in that way people want it so just to kind of summarize what i said so far i got consistency and then also what people want and then the other thing i say is make sure you're like really focusing on the the audience throughout the episodes as well rather than kind of just the random chat or what what kind of is going on in your day i've been on the podcast and you know you, this has been a brilliant episode you've been just thinking about value 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 and amazing questions but you know early on i, I was on podcasts when it's just the random you know friend chats oh we met this way and it's like oh you know oh, it's so funny how that happened it's like to be quite honest nobody gives a shit like people Mm -hmm. want to know value so when you're as well as finding things people are searching for make sure your episodes are packed with value as well so those would be my top kind of like three tips those, those are those are some amazing tips and especially the one that hit home for me was value because when I first started my podcast that was one of the things I was stumbled upon stumbled upon in my research was you know if you don't bring value to somebody what's the point of them listening so like when I structured my podcast as, as inviting business owners on to talk about like what makes their business so great and then like uh diving into like what some of their failures and successes were so people who want to start their own business uh can learn from that so I think it just brings value for both ends because on one hand the, the business owner can get to talk about like what makes their business so great and what they do and then they all the, the listener gets to hear on uh, what to do and what not to do yeah yeah absolutely yeah so like how do you 
you mentioned before you have people come onto your podcast and it plays into like a little bit of like the psychology part of it. How do you prepare someone who's never been on a podcast to come on and speak? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Um, so for me personally, like everyone I've I've had on has been, and I actually get quite a lot of requests now because people always looking for opportunities to share their message. They'll see you in the charts. They'll be like, oh, um, or usually their VAs like so and so like to come on. And I I don't know. I'll probably sound fifty fifty. I'll like say yes. There's some I'm just like yes, they can come on. Like I had Peter Sage, who's huge and one of the biggest uh, in the UK, like personal growth guy guys obviously you got jay shetty as well but like yeah i got um you know peter sage cable i'm like i was like yes we need him on the podcast and then i've got you know i had some great requests and then i've also had like someone like the valuable people but not quite what i was looking for so i'm just honest like you know like for me i personally like experts not like a general life coach or something like that but um what um what kind of things I would I would say is I'm very like clear. I give them like a calendly or like kind of a time to book in. But then on that, I'm like kind of clear on what we're gonna we're gonna do. Just like send me a pitch in advance, um, and then I'll be basically going through some questions on the thing. Um, I have sent questions in advance, so I think that's a good way to help people prepare. Um, often like I like the experienced ones I won't share the questions until the day like Peter I sent his uh, VA the the questions and he goes I don't look at I don't even look at the questions I just love the the natural thing people throw at me so um most I mean most like experienced podcast guests will be like that they'll be like yeah just throw the questions at me and they love it um and I love doing that as well but uh, if if it's someone who's new to it, I just I would say you know be clear on like how long it's going to be, whether it's going to be a video as well, um, and then you know just uh, send me a couple of lines about a bio so I can introduce you and how you'd like to be introduced, and then you can send some of the questions, but also mention obviously uh, if you're going to go more in flow, which is always a good idea that that might happen as well. So that's how I'd um, prepare it and then think about um you know the value they're going to get from it so those would be the points if someone's less experienced um but yeah great question i've never never really thought about that before mine tend to be um mainly people just want to increase their profile and they don't have a problem going on a podcast so yeah (laughs) yeah no yeah thank you thank you for that little bit of an insight because when i first started and i was a guest on someone else's podcast uh they sent me like a whole like video on how to like pair and then they talk about the ums and o's and like and like trying to reducing that stuff and and i guess i knew his podcast uh his his name was matt harrowan and he's he's from on the u.s side across the pond <laughs> and he has a whole like um business around teaching people how to um do podcasts and i think this year they're close to to doing about 5 million in revenue, which is amazing. And, uh, he's got like 30 employees. So like, that's, that's like the goal for like what, what I would want to do at some point, you know, like just have my own marketing agency and being able to help people uh, do content creation. So like for you, I'm sure like along the way you've had some like failure. So like, what was like some, one of the biggest failures that helped you get to where you are today and like succeed? Um, would you, in, obviously there's quite a few lessons I can think of like through life yeah. and it's always a strong one, but kind of in business or kind of like in, in general. 
So let's let's do business. Yeah. So like in your business, like yeah. what was one of the biggest failures for you that yeah, like so, shaped it? Yeah. So to be totally like transparent, um, really like there's been a lot of lessons in understanding like my audience and my my kind of like clients along the way. Um, so so it's kind of interesting. Like you know, I've I've, I've released a couple of group coaching programs. I've I've done a lot of one to one, and for me. Um, you, you, it's tested, it's grew my mindset, but it's also grew my understanding of business and my niche. Um, so like I've released confident pro, you know, confidence programs. And, uh, obviously as a coach, you've got to value your time. Um, and you know, so, because you can't, you can't work with so many people cause it will exhaust you and you won't be very good. Uh, you know, your best if you exhaust yourself, of course, and you can't give as much value, which you always want to do. So, you know, you've got to obviously charge the right amount. Now, for me, one of the biggest lessons, even particularly recently when I've launched my, you know, recent academy, is people's expectations of, like, you know, prices. And and for me, like, just to be transparent, my latest one, like, I put about $1,000 for, like, the program. I'm giving them, you know, the best personal growth tools, some of the best confidence tools, you know, giving four four group coachings throughout the program a one-to-one as well and i'm like a thousand dollars you know i feel like it's a bargain for me but then i'd be like talking to someone else and they'd be seeing it as oh my god i didn't think it was anything like that like one or two hundred dollars now obviously we're we're all in different financial situations but for me it was it's kind of realization of of kind of who you're attracting and actually more products you can do to deliver to people um and obviously if you want something like that there's you know there's if you really want something like that you you could always find a way i mean i paid for my business coach through like loans basically there's always a way around things like that but for me it's kind of it, there was a lot of like no there's and in one-on-one there's always been a lot of like no's on the way but from the no's it used to be like you know at first get quite angry with like oh why i'm giving so much value why aren't people you know buying for me but actually then it becomes a lesson and a real mindset thing that you've got to really focus on how you can deliver to people and how you can readjust your message how you can readjust your marketing which is kind of what got me into this this podcasting areas and my question now from experiences like that is how do i impact the most amount of people whilst i have the biggest amount of enjoyment um create the the most amount of income for my growth and also you know keep contributing to as many people as possible so that's kind of the question i ask myself and that's what's got me into position of creating podcasts which are valuable which are of course free for people to listen to whilst actually working on this like new area of business where i can help you know on similar like-minded entrepreneurs really get up and going and they can impact more lives because of the result of their podcasting so yeah just just kind of learning a lot from like lots of those and and not seeing them as rejections you only you only get rejected when you reject yourself but yeah that's a good one i like that one (laughs) you know just learning yeah learning learning about 
um, what what's the best means to help people and you know grow yourself at the same time. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's a huge one because some people, well, I guess most people, including myself, had had uh, problems with like coming o- with overcoming objections because you touched upon that before. Like, yeah. how did you overcome like those multiple no's in the beginning? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I was interested in this. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I've had people like, yes, I want to do it, like really excited. And you're like, oh, fantastic, love it. But often it's fear. It's just like fear of going into the unknown, coming out of the comfort zone. And I, and that's another lesson I learned that because I've been, you know, I've, I've, I'll be open, I've, I've invested tens of thousands in myself. And that's what's got me to where I am. Not everyone's willing to to like invest you know even a thousand sometimes um even though of course my view is we can waste a thousand on things that are certainly less worthwhile than our personal development you're right Um, (laughs) but in terms of overcoming like objections i think it's important to understand that sometimes someone's just not ready um obviously you know that i i i've got a business coach who's a real top class salesman and even like speaking to him sometimes he's just like yeah people just sometimes aren't ready you you can you know help them under you you could lead you know a horse to water but you can't make it drink it like the saying goes um you can obviously in terms of objections you can help them understand what they want i think and understand where they are and you know that's the most you can you can do obviously dive into what they said a little bit and help them understand it's not about telling them to do something it's their decision but it's helping them become more aware of kind of their situation what they need to do and also uh, making them become aware of their past present and future now i learned that a lot from there's a tony uh, tony robbins he has something called the dickens process um where you basically and this isn't necessarily about sales but it's about mate turning yourself into action and you feel the pain in the past present and future of what like limiting beliefs have done to you what what could it look like in five ten years 20 years if you hold on to them and actually getting someone to realize that rather than this short-term gratification of avoiding fearful things looking at the longer-term pain can be it sounds bad, but it's, you know, I do that to myself to really get myself into action rather than this instant gratification now. So I think in the long-winded answer to your question that it's, you know, important to help someone realize where they are and where they want to go so they can make the best informed decision for themselves. I always do that. But, you know, if you feel like you've done absolutely everything in that way and they're not ready, they may come back later. Uh, You know, don't take it personally. They're just saying no to your offer, not to you. Um, So, you know, again, it's just get getting that it's they 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 decide for themselves but you can make them become more aware in the in the process thank you for sharing that yeah like i remember when i first started uh my coaching business it was a lot of no's and like i took it personally in the because i'm like what am i doing wrong and like you just hit the nail right on the head when it when you when it came down to they said no to your offer and not to you. So I think that's something a lot of people in the beginning can um, take note of just so they don't feel discouraged. I'd also one thing I'd add to that um, is sometimes 
you've, you've got to be very aware of your your client and your your niche so you know i've seen in our community sometimes business coaches crushing it but someone going to a business coach remember is going to be a lot more willing to invest into themselves than someone who's perhaps in a in a low point in their life um but they want some you know a might they're talking to a mindset coach you, you've got two, like someone going to a business coach is probably an entrepreneur, very growth minded and wanting to develop and going to invest in themselves. While someone who's going to, and this I found this challenge in confidence, but I also managed to attract people who are growth minded, but just got that confidence challenge as well. And that's kind of how I, I filtered and worked my messaging a little bit. Obviously, the people who are really struggling. I give them five podcast episodes a week. But, you know, um, you've got to be really mindful of who you're targeting. And I think sometimes people when they're starting businesses can be eager to jump to that high price um when they see someone else in a completely different industry doing it so that's that's the other thing i'd add on to that as well cool thank you and um you know people that's gonna help so many people including myself just to get themselves out of their own head and so like what have been your best resources that have helped grow magnetic podcasting along the way because you mentioned you had some business coaches and and uh tony robbins was a big help for you too yeah so yeah magnetic podcast is what i've gone for at the moment obviously i'll get into which i love the name by the way Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, I like it. It's kind of like one of the names I thought of. I wanted to call it Power Podcasting, but then it was, I think that's, that's taken. But um, yeah, my, my company names the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset as per the podcast. So obviously, uh, I felt a relief to set that up. But resources to kind of get that going. So... I'd say, and this is a really important lesson as well. Like I invested in my business coach about, you know, I've, I've had my life coach and she's been a business coach in the way, but I invested in a new business coach uh, a few months back and I didn't have the money, but you know, when I, I thought the story of Tony Robbins, he, when he was 17 years old, went to about 10 different banks, kept getting rejected, needed 12,000. And this is a key lesson, lesson to anyone listening. Tony Robbins, 17, years old needed $12,000 to go to take Jim Rohn's program so he could sell it and work with him and he went and he went and he went and he had to beg someone in one of them to give him the money and he got the $12,000 so it's like if anyone's got an excuse never to get money to invest in themselves listen to that story um, in fact I wish I'd said that more on, um, on consultation calls but it might offend someone sometimes but you know, sometimes we need to say <laughs> yeah. those kind of things um, but anyway um, I I thought of that and I went, oh, that had the money. I went, all right, Tony Robbins, $12,000, 17 years old. Okay, is it, you know, I'm going to go to my bank and just do an online thing and pay a little bit each month. I mean, is that plausible to, you know, grow my business? Yes. So getting that business coach was really, really effective and we're quite good, you know, good mates as well. Uh, and he's been a Tony, Tony Platinum, which is the top program as well. And actually having him come in, looking at the systems and making it really, really simple simplicity is key because as coaches and entrepreneurs we can get excited so many ideas but sticking you know and make sticking it make it simple that had a big big impact and actually trying something that sort of sort of worked out but then i've decided i wanted to shift to something else really helped so that's one lesson i say don't you don't have to have certainty that something 
you've got to stick with something for the rest of your life. You don't. But if you stand still and keep thinking things through, you're never going to make progress. So actually me even trying something that didn't work out, it did work out in some ways. I'm impacting a couple of people's lives um, by like coaching them. But and that that is a great impact but me expecting you know to scale massively um i'm not, I'm not gutted about that because i've learned what i want to do now so investing in the business coach really helped me go yeah like you said going to all the tony robbins programs really really helped me and then just constantly yeah going to things like business breakthrough that we're in uh been in that for a while now has really really made a big impact and then just uh i'm also in something called business savage academy with um Cassandra under Britain who's an incredible entrepreneur um, and learning basically learning from as many people as possible and success leaves clues as, as I quoted earlier Jim Rohn so you know don't don't get advice from someone who's never done what you're trying to achieve. Learn from people who are doing really well in it or just ahead of you. Ideally, someone who's killing it uh, because then you can learn from them. So I think for me, that, that's been key. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I, it's funny you mentioned uh, going to someone who is like five years ahead of you and where you want to be because mo- more, most often people will go to people who are below them and asking for their advice on stuff that they've never done before. And then I think part of that is due to people not getting out of their comfort zone and just also the confidence of not going to that person uh who is uh where they want to be so like what has fundamentally changed from like when you started your business until now yeah i I, i'd say that's one of the key ones like i would just you know at at the start i was listening to sometimes like family members like who'd never started a business like my family are generally brilliant people but none of them are really entrepreneurs at all uh they're all being very traditional very i'm I'm so blessed to have my family and like i you know i'm really fortunate who uh, my parents my sister everyone i've got my my aunts my uncles and everyone like that but like i've not really got any entrepreneurs I, I think I had one relative who had started something but quit and said oh you know it is quite a difficult thing to do but definitely like I that kind of got to me but like I realized like <laughs> I, I I exceeded that within the first couple of months really um, even even though it was a challenge but yeah like actually taking advice and surrounding yourself with the right people is key so the way I kind of like approach taking advice and information has absolutely changed um, as I got along the way and kind of like role modeling and things like that. Um, one thing that's changed as well uh, in my business is I used to have, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of a fear when you, you put a lot of money into your business. It's like, oh, what if this doesn't work out? It's a lot of money. Um, but for me, I, I feel like my relationship of investing in myself and money has got a lot better as well. That's really, really shifted in that like sometimes I don't even half think think about it I'm just like right feels good do it I'm an emotional buyer I'm I'm quite a logical person in life when it comes to buying stuff obviously I'm not I'm not like completely illogical but I will go on the emotions more than I will the logic um but I will be logical like obviously there's you know might be a guarantee or and what actually results have they got I'll play that into account but yeah I'd say my attitude with buying is a lot different um and then what else has changed um one more thing i'm just thinking of is yeah no you're good you're you're sharing gold right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah no no no. um then what i'd say just kind of like 
understanding that you need to deliver things people actually want rather, I said this point earlier but I think it's an important one things people actually want rather than actually what you you think they want is completely different things and for me at the start it was you know I'm writing children's books that you know children do want books but I was writing books and just kind of leaving them there and then I'd be creating episodes and just random stuff on my YouTube at first yeah um I would just be doing general personal growth and thinking, oh, that's a good topic. Oh, I'm really... But then now it tends to be... I take into a consideration what feels good for me. Of course, you always need to do that. But I'm very much focused on what people are wanting out there. And, you know, like people kept asking me, how do you start a podcast? That gives me a bit of a clue that maybe, you know, creating a program and coaching around podcasting is a good idea. Uh, so that that shifted as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. So that's that's an amazing uh, shift just in the way that you invest in yourself. Because I remember when when I first started, it was like, oh, like I can invest in all these stocks and other businesses. But then when someone brought the thought to me of like investing in myself, I'm like, huh, that's weird. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> but like you said, it's essential to like your personal growth and like where you want to be because you're if, if you stay comfortable in where you are, uh, you'll never grow. And then I heard this quote yesterday. I don't know if I'm, I might butcher it. I may not. But they said your salary or your income is in direct cor- correlation with um, how much you're challenging yourself and getting out of your comfort zone. So I thought that was a pretty good, good one, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've not heard that one. But yeah, I've heard something similar. I think that's cool. Yeah, and that was a cool one. So like, what, what are some... Uh, myths about the podcasting industry that you want to debunk um yeah i i'd say people people think they need a fancy studio you don't need a fancy studio at all i did like most of my podcast growth was sat in a wardrobe with like a half decent mic um so i just (laughs) want to say that but i focused it's focusing on you know like i said giving value on what people want um Another another thing is, uh, like this this is my own belief. I know we've all got like different beliefs. Like people think they've got to be posting their podcasts on social media constantly. I don't do that. Um, I've done it like various stages, but I do, I don't believe in that. I believe people go to podcasts for podcasts. Um, social media is far too crowded these days. Like you know, if you're getting going, yeah, you might want to do it, but um, I I think there's you know the 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 value in the podcast and the name and what people are searching for is more important. And then the the other thing I'd say is. Um, and even like if you look at you know one of the greatest top podcasts I know obviously our, our mentor Rob Dahl like he's like he posts so much value on social media but actually he doesn't and his podcast is huge in the top Apple 200 general so mine's mine's like in the top 100 200 it varies um, for like health and fitness and he, he's like in the top 10 or whatever in that but uh, so I feel quite proud of that but like um, he's you know he doesn't post as much about his podcast on like social media these days um so i'd say focus on getting like the the podcast rather than necessarily sharing it and then the the other thing i'd say is is people you know if you if you build it they will they will come so like 
immediately. So again, going back to the instant gratification versus delayed, just the consistency again is going to be absolutely key because if you're waiting for people to come immediately, that's not yeah. going to happen. You know, it, t- it takes time and to build up that audience, right? Yeah, to build up that audience. So, uh, those, those are some of the things I'll, yeah, I was, I wanted to share. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So this is going into like our last two questions now. So like what we talked, we touched upon a whole bunch of tips today, but if you wanted someone to have one key takeaway about podcasting, what would it be? Yeah. Ooh, one, one out of the points we've talked about today. Would it be like for me, I, for me, like personally, like it was just be yourself when you, when you're podcasting and just, and try to bring value. But what's, I, what's, what's something from your, your side after getting to where you are? I'd say like having, it's a combination of having fun and knowing why you're, you're doing it. So like I say, it, it takes consistency to go through. And I would have brought that pot, said that point, but having fun and enjoying the process, and this is more of a life thing as well, but having fun and enjoying the process under, and whilst understanding why you're doing it is going to be key. Um, because, you know, it can take time to build up those numbers. Like, I, I grow pretty rapidly now, like, per week or whatever. But, you know, like I said, it was like five, ten plays at the start. Um, you know, I get, I get about 2,000 plays an episode now, plus. But, That's amazing. <laughs> but, like, it was like five to ten. And this isn't this isn't me going, wow, Jolly, impressive. This is an example of, like, what you can do. Um, you know, I'm just trying to, again, try to leave, leave some insight. But... Yeah, like you've got to enjoy the pro. I've seen so many quit people quit just because they won't get that instant return on it. Um, but you've got to enjoy the process and be clear on on the why. So that's that's the one thing I I would say today. Awesome, thank you for sharing that. And so, like to close off, where can our listeners connect with you online to find out where your podcast is and what what it is you can uh, offer them? Yeah, of course. So I'm, you know, I'm on most social media. I'm on Instagram's probably my most used one um so my handle is at johnny.pardo um where you can we can find lots of tips on there at the moment um i'm on linkedin and facebook as well but instagram's probably the the most reachable one um and then the the podcast itself is the self-esteem and confidence mindset podcast which is on spotify and on apple so those are probably the the best ones to find me and i've got a free training that you can find on my instagram as well which is um how to start your your podcast as well that's awesome thank you for sharing that so i'm definitely going to, have to check out the three tips for starting a podcast and uh like i started one but it doesn't always it do- never hurts to just go and review some more <laughs> so johnny i wanted to thank you again for coming on today and just sharing so much knowledge of what it took for you to get where you are today appreciate it uh thank you thank you for having me Stephen. it's been a great conversation and amazing question so appreciate you having me on Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Commercial Free Podcast. If you love this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories with one takeaway you had and tag me in it at steven.brennan, that is S-T-E-V-E-N dot Brennan, B-R-E-N-N-A-N. And I look forward to spending time with you in the next podcast. And also don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss another episode.